Welcome, everyone, to Mystery, a podcast about myths and history. I am one of your hosts, Bryant, with my permanent guest, Cammie. Hello, Cammie. Hello, Bryant. How is it going? Fantastic. How are you? I'm doing pretty fantastic, too. Uh, I'm excited for today's episode. We just recently went back to the the Greek, the simple Greek stuff, and we're going back to it today because it's just nice and safe. It's it's a security blanket <laughs> on the show. And, and today's episode is nice because it's like a throwback to episode one, which was where we talked about the miniature minotaur of Crete. And, you know, that minotaur, he, he's running around the labyrinth because he's, you know, gross. And <laughs> uh, and we're going to talk about D- Daedalus, the Daedalus who made that labyrinth. And so if if you're if you just hopping in, uh, welcome. This is mystery. We pick lots of different topics, a lot of them Greek. Uh, like today's, but we like to talk about these these myths and legends. We're going to try and give you a story. So um, we're going to steal Ovid's words and just spit them right back at you. <laughs> and then I'm going to talk about, or we're going to talk about like uh, the history, the facts, just some of the stuff behind the myths. Uh, this one's an interesting one because you know we've, we've we've pounded enough Greek myths, Roman myths. Um, what's the difference? And. <laughs> We we've pretty much covered with these myths that, you know, a lot of these are ancient and and ancient to the ancients even. And, you know, eventually just some in like starting around like the fifth, sixth century, which, you know, was was around Homer was around. People just started writing it down and remembering it and not destroying those libraries. And if they could help it. And so, you know, um, take a look. There's some really great episodes we've done. If 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 you think you're like. I don't care about Greek myth. Uh, I really recommend, well, one, listening to this show, but Hercules, I think, was one of the, the really cool ones we did recently, too, where it just shows, like, the imprint that those myths and legends have on so many different places and cultures and stuff. So, anyway, Cami, please regale us with the tale of Icarus and Daddy Daedalus. Absolutely. So, I used Ovid's Metamorphosis translation by Charles Martin, and I also use the latinlibrary.com for the original Latin on a couple of parts because Ovid's uh, use of the language was very poetic, and I wanted to make sure specifically one part was in it. So, Daedalus, hating Crete and his long separation, found that his only escape was by flight. Minos had stationed ships to block the sea passage and trapped the inventor and his son in the prison he had made of a city, for Minos ruled all, save the air. Daedalus, the crafty inventor, who was in prison for his works, began to toil over his workbench, collecting feathers from birds. He joined them, tied together by thread and heated wax, and when he was done, they appeared to be the wings of a giant bird. He fastened fastened them to himself, and then his boy, Icarus, with a warning. Always take the middle course. Do not fly too low, for the sea will weigh down your wings, and you will drown. If you fly too high, the wax will melt, and you will fall to your death. Follow me to safety. Daedalus kissed his son and took to the sky. Solidly in the middle of the sky and sea, he was like a mother bird, showing his young to fly, urging his boy to follow him, and he did. The men below thought surely these were gods visiting the earth. The flight was long, for the sea was wide, and they passed many islands. Samos, blessed by Juno, 
Delos, and Paros. But Icarus grew bored of the sights, as young people often do. He began to grow comfortable in flight and wanted to test his new abilities. He began to he began by flying circles and flipping in air. The design held. But then he grew bold, full of hubris. He ascended. But soon he was too close to the sun. The wax melted the feathers from his arms, and he flailed his limbs wildly, mimicking the birds as he mimicking the birds he saw flying above Crete. But without the feathers to catch the air, he began to descend. He called for his father, but there was no way to save him. The boy fell below the waves. The unlucky father, no longer a father, called to Icarus, crying and screaming through the horror, to ask where he could look for his boy. But then he saw the feathers upon the waves and cursed his ill-starred destiny. He built a tomb for his son upon the shores and named the place and the sea for his offspring. But his sorrow did not end there. Daedalus was to teach his sister's son of his inventing arts. But the boy surpassed the master, inventing the saw from jagged teeth fixed to iron. Daedalus, missing his own boy and jealous of the talents of his nephew, flung him from Acropolis's high cliffs, blaming the fate of the boy on his careless footing. But Minerva, in admiration of the youth's cleverness, covered him quickly in feathers to break his fall. He became a bird and managed to fly to safety. But to this day, the boy, no longer a boy, sticks to the low branches of trees, and his offspring lay their eggs in low bushes because they were all hatched with the memory of the fall so long ago. Very nice. Just got to point out we, Minerva, you know, Athena in uh, by another name. We literally like just recently talked about uh, the story of Arachne and how Minerva <laughs> turned Arachne into a spider. Minerva, you got to stop turning people into animals. Um, <laughs> funny enough, too, I was looking into that. Did, did, did you see that apparently he was specifically turned into a partridge? And that's like the birth of partridges. Yeah, it so I got that specifically from Ovid. So I right. it didn't say the name of the bird, but his name is something similar to that. Oh, okay. Yeah, and that's, I think that's, Greek, that's what it's called. Right. Yeah. So apparently, yeah, that's like when it was just like new bird time, click, and then <laughs> yeah. But um yeah, th this is this is a lot similar to the Arachne story. It, it's very straightforward. Uh it's very much so rooted in in ancient Greek. And it's just wild though, because Unlike some of the other myths, it has really, I guess, the imagery itself of a human, you know, human flying Icarus with these wings. I mean, there's some absolutely gorgeous paintings that I've seen. Like there was one from the 1800s uh, or late 19th century, I should say. Um, it was like Icarus who was super dramatically tossed back and he had just huge, beautiful, like brown hawk feathers like all over him. Um, so I, th I think that's the, the idea in general is just very inspiring and from like the renaissance era and, and but, but well, even before that though i mean there was just tons and tons of of great art that depicted the scene because it's just so special and you know arachne we talked about it she she had the hubris to defy minerva here icarus it, it was it's like well he wasn't like you know like haha screw you gods he was just like <laughs> wee and then ah, and then it was over um so I, I just really like that. And again, you know, Daedalus is very important. Uh, he, he's <laughs> when I was reading, I was like, this guy, they call him a master craftsman. This guy is like magic MacGyver. He is not a craftsman. <laughs> he's like 
doing the weirdest crap out of like nothing. They'll be like, he took a fish's backbone and turned it into a axe. It's like, you can't do that. That's, <laughs> that is like voodoo. Like, <laughs> but um, Daedalus is really important too. And I never really kind of realized it. He's not, Daedalus isn't a, a god per se. A hero is sort of more it. I, I don't know for sure if he's even like a demigod or something like that. But he is very rooted in stories. Um, ancient EU was, was a, a great source I used um, that I've used before. And they mentioned that uh, Homer, Herodotus, Ovid, and Virgil, that's kind of the, the timeline order. You know, Homer, anywhere between the 6th and 11th century BCE. Herodotus was around, I think, 5th century BCE. And then Ovid and Virgil were getting closer to the 80 turn of the millennium. So it he he was subject for quite a while. So again, this is this is one of those those stories that I think Greeks were super aware of, and it was just sort of ingrained in the culture in, in a lot of different ways. And Icarus too. There isn't so much on Icarus though. I, I mean, there's if you dig kind of hard enough, but in general, I kind of thought there would be more um, to it other than like the video games that would pop up when I googled. Um, but Icarus is just as well known though. Um, and, and and just as old, and I again I, I've been kind of on an etymology kick lately, and uh, Icarus is is a, I'll kind of steal this. This is Wikipedia's little etymology um, section on on Icarus, and it's it's more directly transliterated into English from Icaros uh, from Latin, which becomes uh, Icarus. Uh, the Greek name is thought to have come from an earlier. Um, it looks like Wicaros, but probably had that V kind of sound, um, which would be reflected from the Etruscan name Vicare. And that reminded me of our, our us talking about Vulcan and, and volcanoes, um, sure. where there's the it, old... it sounds like the word victory as well. Yeah, it does. It does. And uh, there's the huge, you know, they call it the Pi Proto-Indo-European kind of connection that we so many of these languages have. Um, and uh, like Vul Vulcan volcano all that comes from volcanos it's, it's so there's this really cool deep root so i i have a feeling that that these stories i mean again it's it's a it's a very simple story like dude's a master craftsman makes wings for his son but oh no you know he got too close to the sun and he burned off i could just imagine that being a really easy sort of campfire story told hundreds of years like during like pre you know what what was ancient to to the ancients is the way I kind of like. Sure, it's like people it. sitting around. Kids are like, "Why can't we fly, Dad?" Right. Well, some dumbass <laughs> listen to his dad. Now go get me some wine. I don't know. <laughs> um, but some other cool things that that Wikipedia mentions, and I always love talking about euhemerism because there's it's just such a great concept. Euhemerism is this idea that myth is rooted in truth. And specifically, Wikipedia mentions that Hellenistic writers may be giving a euhemerizing variance in which um, – so the reason why they were leaving, they were escaping Crete. They were locked. They were stuck in Crete. King Minos, he's so mean, um, and he wanted out of there. Although uh, uh, the, the story is that he was exiled to Crete because he killed Talos, the like automaton. See our other episode on automatons for more on that. <laughs> um, so yeah, anyway, he murdered him and he was exiled, but he's like, no, we're getting out of here. Uh, hop on these wings and they think it was a, a, an escape um, that where there was a, a boat provided by Pasiphae uh, for which Daedalus invented the first sails to outstrip Minos's pursuing galleys and that Icarus fell overboard en route to Sicily and drowned where Heracles erected a tomb for him. So that's a lot there and that's some big names. And I don't know why, like 
as far as euhemerism goes, that felt like it was just more myth on top of the euhemerism. But it, it is sort of an idea that certain, you know, maybe there was a famous inventor. Maybe he didn't make the first sales or something like that. And that's kind of what happened. His son, like, tripped and fell sailing away and everyone laughed or something. And Heracles is like, no. Uh, but it, it you can't. It's just wild to see the story um, live for so long. We, we like, especially in just such a famous way too, being mentioned in like Arachne. It, it got mentioned in a few ways, but but this by by a few famous people. Main, but it was mainly like Ovid that kind of made it a little bit more mainstream. It seems like this was really what just kind of lifted it, and and I just thought it was really cool. And and it also again, it wasn't a matter of like like anyone defying the gods it was just humans like screwing up you know like i i really like that as well it, it wasn't something crazy beyond that and yeah it, it was it was really fun um my last few little bits here uh we do like pot it's, it's been a huge subject in pottery um we've got stuff from 560 to and 470 bce cretan coins feature the labyrinth of daedalus um so that you know you can see how important the myth of this all is and there was a huge um resurgence in the first century ce from roman painters so it would always come back and again we're mentioning minerva here so it it kind of always sparked back that would be right around ovid's time and and i don't know why but yeah it just this story was was a, a great art subject of, for, for artists of all kinds whether it's poetry painters potters um is that the word potterer? Are you a potterer if you make pots? <laughs> um, I, I think it's like completely different. But... Yeah, probably. Mason? No. No, there's no. a word. Why did you ask me this? <laughs> Write into mystery at gmail.com if you can help us remember what <laughs> a person who makes pots is. So the last cool thing that's mentioned in ancient EU, I didn't really see this anywhere else, but um, apparently, so in the 5th century, there uh, the Athenians... They're in Athens doing their thing, hating Spartans. And all of a sudden they are like, did you know Daedalus is Athenian? He totally is. He wasn't. So apparently like sources said that he was born in Crete. And I don't know, maybe that's why he hated it. He's like, oh, I was born here. I hate it. But <laughs> the, the Athenians were just like, yep, he's he's a master mentor. He's Athenian. Uh, that's what it was. And, and they so they, yeah, they replaced Crete as his birthplace. Um, to, to Athens and and they do kind of confirm Sicily is his resting place um, and they even this is kind of the crazy part a, a family I'm going to quote ancient EU a family tree was devised so that figures such as Socrates claimed descent from Daedalus so that's cool you want to argue with Socrates when he's like yes I'm related to Daedalus like <laughs> can you prove it what is proof define proof <laughs> what so anyway yeah that's fine i guess i can say that too that i'm related to daedalus if i want but that's it that's all i got uh very fun myth uh what oh and actually no i have to mention one last thing so i i was I, my first source i love it theoe.com it's theo t-h-e-o um i.com and i was like let's look it up and it, it didn't it didn't really like have anything i mean it would mention it would show like um herodotus it would show it would show the sources where they mentioned these people, but they didn't have like their own little page. Like the always like the like super Wikipedia for Greek and Roman myth. You know, I love it. It's so great. It's, it's really fun looking through it. I've learned a lot and it shows you like, like I could see what you know, what you base off of out of, of its metamorphosis there. Uh, 
but it, it didn't have like a Daedalus and Icarus page and uh, it would just show kind of the mentioning. So again, I, I like these almost seem like side characters in a larger scheme. And really, if you talk about, especially Icarus, it's, it has to be the story of Icarus and Daedalus. Like it's not, Icarus is in his own thing in, in a way. I mean, on Wikipedia, they both have their own page and they're, but they, they all sort of say the same thing. Icarus is much smaller. So anyway, I just thought that was a really interesting little tidbit there um, that it, it just, I could, not one source would sort of mention everything the way sort of Wikipedia did. Like normally I can find like ancient EU, theoi.com, uh, Wikipedia, all these will kind of have similar things just sort of in different ways with, where theoi actually goes a little bit deeper, but not this time. It was, I thought that was really interesting. Ancient EU was, was definitely the, the uh, deeper source here. I, I'm, I'll throw the link up to it because it was a lot of fun to read about, especially the whole uh, fifth century Athenians going, Hey, that guy's ours. <laughs> so uh, everyone, thank you for joining in on our story today. If you can write in and tell us what a person who makes pots is called. I mean, I think do. it is a potter now that I'm thinking about it. There's got to be a fancier name. There's I feel, yeah, I just feel like it's a word that like doesn't have anything in relation to pots. Nope. No, it's yeah. Like, <laughs> so please write in. Uh, we'll be very grateful if you can tell us. So uh, remember, you can view us on YouTube. You can see Cammy and I uh, shaking and glaring at each other. And uh, please, you know, like us, subscribe on there if you like to see us there. And of course, write us on YouTube, all that great stuff. Let us know if you have any suggestions for future myths. We've got plenty of content, but we're always looking for more. Um, check out, we've got, we've had, we've got some great live shows that we had done, we have done. Um, so check out the content. Our Facebook page is the the best way right now to sort of see everything and you can contact us directly, but also mystery. Remember that's one word with an I E instead of a Y for story at gmail.com is another great way to get in touch with us. I think that's it, right? Did I do our good? Instagram is at mystery and our Twitter is at mystery. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. We've been hustling up those social medias as well. So great. Well, Cami, thank you again for a wonderful story and thank you everyone for joining us. We will see you next time. <laughs>